Welcome back to Get Fiddles and Paradiddles. My name is Chris. My name is John. And John, we, uh, we've been away for a little while. Um, we have. We have. It, it happened again. It's, it happened again. It's, it, uh, it came up and, 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 and reared its ugly head and kept, kept this little train uh, from rolling. But... We are we are back, baby. We are um, back. The boys yeah. are back in town, as yeah, they the, say. The it John refers to is life, as you all uh, are very aware that life definitely steps in and decides to determine what is important and what you will focus on. And at sometimes, you know, you just you don't have control over it, and you just have to kind of say, okay, this is what we're doing now. Let's do yep. it. Yep. Yep. Um, so we'll leave out the details. Definitely, some some major things happened between. Uh, stuff in my life, stuff in John's life. Um, some things were positive, some things were kind of negative, but yep. it is what it is. Uh, yep. At the end of the day, here we are. We're still back. We're alive. We're kicking. And we and appreciate all you listeners who have been patient with us. And uh, just just know that we're back and we've kind of, uh, we've, we've made it to the point of where we knew we could get to a place uh, scheduling wise where we could continue to provide you guys with content on a consistent basis. So um, the, the break was worth it. Trust us. It was worth it. Oh yeah. We definitely got, um, got a chance to, um, you know, put, put some orders in the fire and uh, plan some stuff out for, for 2020, which will be here before you know it. So yeah, um, definitely continue to download old episodes in case you get lonely and you miss our voices. <laughs> um, you know, find us on the website. Um, we've got some, Got some big things coming. Uh, first of the year, more interviews, uh, some some juicy new topics. Um, getting some merch together. Um, we're also going to be um, really, really making a diligent effort to bring content. No, no, no more dead periods yes. anymore. If if we can help it. Yes. So. Um, like today, you know, I've got, I'm freaking sick as a dog, man. Got strep throat, but yep. you know, you got to just, the show must go on, Chris. Yep. Yep. So I, te- I text John, I was like, you know, we, we knew that this week we were going to bring things back and we were going to, um, you know, revitalize everything, bring it, you know, raise it from the, from the dead, so to speak, which really wasn't dead, but, uh, you know, get it going again. And so I, I, I text him and was like, Hey, um, you want to possibly record tonight? And he's like, why don't we do it right now? I'm at home sick with strep throat. I was like, what? So this is John. His, uh, his exact words were sack up and let's record. Let's do it, man. You got to do it. Um, I, I really literally feel like death, but, um, nothing, a little sepical and water and some ibuprofen can't fix. So, and heroin, uh, go, you got some, and, heroin. And, yeah, and black tar heroin, black tar heroin. Uh, <laughs> that's the key. Uh, I do have a doctor's note in case any of my people at work are listening. Uh, just, just in case Ooh, a little <laughs> CYA, do, a little CYA there. Um, <laughs> I do have a doctor's note and at the moment I have a 100.5 fever. So at any rate, I digress. That doesn't matter. I'm just trying to get some, I'm, I'm trying to get everybody to feel sorry for me, but, um, a lot of things have been going on. Um, you know, we're just, man, I'm just super stoked to kind of get back and, uh, and chop it up with you, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. This is what it's about. Uh, we really are excited for next year. Uh, like John said, we've got a lot of things planned, a lot of new content, a lot of new information that we've been putting together. Um, yep. the, the biggest thing I, I think I'm most excited about is to, uh, to bring merchandise into it and, and to provide our listeners with, with merch and with the opportunity to be able to take advantage of some, some merchandising opportunities we're going to have. Um, so definitely keep your eye out for that. Watch 
watch our social media uh, streams, uh, specifically Instagram. Uh, yeah. That's going to be the one that will we'll probably launch a great deal of this information down. So you guys uh, tell your friends. we got some cool stuff coming out. Yep. Keep uh, keep your eyes out uh, for uh, the GMP stuff uh, because it uh, we're going to be hitting you uh, right across your lips yes. uh, with it. So. <laughs> Very um, cool. So I guess we should get into some uh, news du jour. Yeah, yeah. There's been a a couple things. Um, uh, so sports wise, I know John and I we were we were talking about the dogs, Georgia Bulldogs. My dogs. Uh, the dogs, man. This this past week took on Florida and whooped the Gators. Yes, I love it. Three straight years. Um, new sheriff in town. Yep. Um, despite anything else that that happens in college playoff or the championship man it is just a wonderful feeling knowing that you can defeat your rival every year yep. and just be relevant chris right that's all that's that's what i've wanted you know there can only be one champion right right that's it i mean if you ain't first you last yeah that's right ricky bobby <laughs> so um the fact that we're able to continuously beat the dog mess out of florida um, it's a great feeling, man. It's been a long time coming. Uh, shout out to Kirby, uh, for getting the boys ready, uh, on the bye week Shout out to Jake Fromm for, for doing what he had to do to win the game. I mean, you want to talk about just efficient. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like every third down they converted Yep. every, I mean, just, well, in the beginning, some... I think that's the conversation I had with a few people is that at the, in the beginning, it was kind of scary that we were kicking quite a bit, you know, especially that, that first quarter. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, something clicked and those third downs were converting constantly. Yeah. And, you know, I just think that, um, you know, made a few adjustments, um, you know, kudos to uh, James Coley, I believe, the offensive coordinator for making a few adjustments and, and adjusting some of the route combinations to exploit Florida's defense. And they literally just, um, they picked them apart, man. And yeah. it's, I think that that is the blueprint for Georgia going forward is if you protect Jake Fromm, he can win you the game. I mean, he showed, he didn't lose the Alabama game a couple of years ago. The defense did. They got gassed and, you know, they couldn't get off the field. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's the recipe for success is not so much running the ball down your throat and being predictable, which is, which is what they've been doing for the past couple of weeks. You know, it's like two yards in a cloud of dust type, yeah. type offense. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't, you can't do that because teams are going to, and I, Florida did a great job. You know, they, we didn't rush for that many yards. We did, we did just enough to keep them honest, but, um, you know, having Cager back, uh, the wide receiver, having mm -hmm. him healthy and just mm -hmm. dominate. Uh, finally started throwing to the tight ends. Um, you know, just becoming a little less predictable. Um, I think that that's the blueprint for Georgia uh, going forward. And I think that's going to springboard them for the rest of the season. And, you know, they got a few more things they need to clean up on defense, some, some, some poor tackling and some miscommunication in the secondary but if they get that fixed man i really think that we can we can beat anybody man yeah as yeah. long as we're playing the way we played the third and fourth quarter of the florida game we can hang with anybody so yeah. um totally agree great to be a bulldog man for yeah, sure man. yeah loving it um you know john uh brought something to my attention in, in headlines uh, news related stuff music news related stuff yeah uh, john and i we we share 
an affinity for the band Toto. A and, deep um, affinity. A deep affinity. And just a couple weeks ago, Steve Luthiker came forward with some some sad news that Toto or its iteration as it is now, quote unquote, is, mm-hmm. is done for the foreseeable yeah. future. No more Toto touring, no more Toto albums. Uh, what do you think on this, John? I just think it's a shame, man. You know, um, 40 years as a band, um, is quite the feat in the music industry these days. You don't have, you know, I can name bands on two fingers that have stayed together that long at this point. You know yeah. what I mean? There's yeah. just not a lot of them. So, um, from the research that, that you and I kind of dug up, man, it's, you know, it's been a nasty, you know, lawsuit that mm-hmm. has kind of, you know, forced them into retirement, if you will. Right. Um, yeah, the lawsuit is, is definitely a surprising thing when I, uh, John and I were reading some, some stuff about it. And apparently the wife of Jeff Beccaro, which if the you late, guys, late, great, Jeff, late great Jeff Beccaro, if you guys don't know who Jeff Beccaro is, please pause this and go listen to some, some stuff, look him up. Um, But if you do know who Jeff Beccaro is, his wife, Susan, is apparently the litigation uh, situation is coming from her end, uh, seeking royalties and things like this uh, from previous years. And apparently the the attorneys and and courts have had ruled on her side, her favor, uh, which John and I are assuming that it's a money thing that's keeping them from continuing, not that they don't want to continue as a band, but just legally... A yeah, and then it's, money-wise B. Yeah, totally. It's it's definitely money. I mean, that's the root of all evil there. So um total shame, man, you know, but I'm not surprised. Um, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, now that Toto's kind of had a, a renaissance, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's you know, people that want to put their hand in that cookie jar and kind of feel like they need to be able to get a few cookies out. Oh yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, um, especially, I mean, we, we see that the, you know, what's out there says that the, uh, legal stuff was presented to them in 2018, but that doesn't mean that she's only seeking royalties from one year, just, just, oh, year it could be she, back, yeah, she could be, be she could be doing, yeah, back royalties for 40 years. Who knows? Um, imagine how much that money would, would come up quite a bit. I'm sure it's a lot. And, a lot, yeah. And he pulled the plug on it. Luther pulled the plug. He said, "You know what? This is just not this iteration of the band is just done and over." Yeah. So, um, you know, um, they had probably. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the type of run you want to have as a band. You know, forty yeah. years of being relevant. Yeah. Imagine I mean, just half goodness. that. What if, could you imagine being a part of something that's twenty years relevant? Twenty. Like, crazy. I mean, God, that's insane, man. And. You know, I think early on, you know, uh, Toto got a bad rap from the critics, you know, because of their, uh, some of their, you know, musical, uh, yeah, I guess what, like some of the filler songs that were on some of their records, you mm-hmm. know, the critics just kind of tore them apart. I just think they're probably one of the most misunderstood bands yep. Yep. in the history of rock and roll. But if you watch any, if you see them live or watch a live performance, you will see Toto in all its glory, the musicianship, all of that is there. Mm-hmm. Every single time that they're out on that stage, they are just phenomenal. So you hate to, you know, I'm sure that's got to be tough on Steve because, you know, him and the Picara brothers are really tight, man, like super tight. Right. So um, it had to be something that was just, there was, it was the point of no return. 
You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. It probably was a dollar value that scared the crap out of them. And they were like, okay, we can't keep doing this. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, they got families and, you know, bills to pay and, you know, management and attorneys that are on retainer. That stuff costs money, man. It's yeah. not cheap, you know. Definitely. Um, so um do yourself a favor, go and go and listen to some Toto. Um highly advise you to go and look at the live stuff, like uh live at the the Montreux Jazz Festival, I think in ninety two is a good one. Mm-hmm. Falling in between tour. Falling in between, my favorite. Um, probably one of the best from I mean that I I can't tell you how many times I listened to that when I was on the road just from start to finish, man. Yep. Yeah. Um that that kept me, you know, when I was looking for motivation, it was always that. I would always go to it. Yep. Yeah, John John exposed me to that too. I'll always remember that morning we uh I think we slept at a an artist's house and we woke up on a couch or a floor or something and John's got the live Toto playing, man. I'll I'll remember that morning forever and yeah i mean it, it's the same thing that happened to me man um it was just you know um the the quality of everything that's that's the blueprint man that, you know that's that's exactly for a guitar player for me that's my blueprint that's is is steven lukather yeah steven you know? lukather steven i hope well, i can call him that well, let's uh, let's hope it's not over, and maybe maybe in a year or two, or five or ten, they'll, they'll yeah, once, they'll come back. Once, yeah, once everything kind of settles down, maybe uh, we'll get a new reiteration of the band. But um, pour out a little forty um, yeah. to Toto, <laughs> um, yeah. great band. Check them out. Um, hopefully, um, we won't. This will be just kind of a thing in, in from the past, or a thing of the past, I should say. Yes, yes, hopefully so. Well, John, let's get into the the, the heart of our, our episode here. Um, John uh, brought up something interesting as we were discussing our notes, and uh, our episode kind of took a turn. Um, so if you guys hang with us uh, just a little bit, we'll be right back. All right, so John... Um, you, uh, John told me a story uh, this this past weekend. He was at church, yes. and uh, he was uh, obviously at church. I don't know if you guys know this. If previous listeners will know this, um, he plays at church with a guy we had on the podcast. His name is Shannon Corey, phenomenal drummer, yes. phenomenal human being. Yeah. Uh, him and Shannon were were, were swapping stories, and um, mm-hmm. you know, John is a huge proponent of the Line Six HX products which has been a game changer thing for John. Oh uh, yeah. Oh my God. Go back and listen to some previous episodes. You guys will get sure. all of the, all of the background on that. The, the HX yep. stuff has been a game changer for John. Been a game yep. changer for a lot of guitar players, I would bet. Oh yeah. Not just me. I mean, I, industry wide, it's been a game changer. Yeah. And so the conversation kind of went, you know, John being curious and, and, you know, it made mm-hmm. me think as well, like what, what's, what's next for drummers? Like, or, you know, what's the next totally, thing, you know? Totally, man. I mean, I feel like that's the one piece of the rhythm section that the wheel hasn't been reinvented if you will chris yeah. um um and kudos to the original design of the drum set because clearly it doesn't need to be but um with the with the advent of all the of the dsp software that these developers are making you can pack a mighty technological punch in a small relatively small apparatus if yeah. you will Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, I mean, drums, if you guys don't know this, like the history of the drum set, um, it's, it's pretty much, you know, drums, the being what they are now, it's just metal and wood and plastic and plastic being drum heads. Um, 
it's not changed for about a hundred years, probably a little more than that now. And yeah, yeah you just, know, just like John astounding, said, man. Yeah, hundred years. And so we see tech, technology come along in the way a drum set may be wrapped or a shell may be wrapped. So I'm speaking about hardware or right. finishes or right. even the combination of woods, maple, birch, ash, whatever it may be, poplar. Um, right. But um, electronic drums obviously are, are pretty great, but they're still not, there you know like it's still not it's still not caught up to it's definitely um, not doing what the guitars are doing so if you close your eyes you would be like i I would have thought there was a an amp on stage you know no one's especially when you make a pass around some toms oh my god those are electronic it's a dead giveaway man yeah it is giveaway what's crazy is that they've gotten the snare drums like you could almost almost i'd say 90 percent you you would never guess if it was an electronic snare drum or an acoustic one yeah, I, I I would agree with that statement for sure. I think that's the one piece of the drum that has gotten like okay, that's 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 passable. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, you do a, a you know some kind of flam across the toms, and it's just like, it's like <laughs> wah, 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 wah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just the <laughs> it's just so the, tr- the triggering. It's so so bad. So um, for my money, I, I really don't think the next thing is going to be in electronics. Um, and and. I would say that if if I were going to be a betting man, it would be to the continuation of the uh, the advancement in hardware. Um, yeah, I think so too, because that's that's really what I think you know. And you can probably speak more to this than me. Is 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 set up and tear down. Yeah, yeah. The ex, the expedition of that process. Yeah, and and there's definitely companies out there that you know, especially the big three, you know, DW, Pearl, Tama, um, and Yamaha to some degree. Um, that have the smaller kits that think about the gigging drummer that think about the drummer that's putting a drum set in the back of a taxi cab or something like that. Yeah, totally, man. That stuff's out there. Um, but I think that the hardware is kind of the, the final frontier, you know, like making things lighter, faster. Um, you know, the one thing I was, I was mentioning to John is I'm, I'm pretty impressed with uh, Tama has released a pedal and it seems that direct drive pedals are, really kind of the thing right now it's kind of yeah, exploding that's the soup the soup du jour if you will yeah um tama's doing a new pedal called a a dynasync which i'd love to play and try because okay. i have tried some some direct drive pedals before direct drive teams seems to have like a a quickness and a lightness to them uh, mm-hmm. but they're not very powerful feeling um right you know chain right. chain and cam feel really powerful you know coming yep. from a a rock and hard rock background you kind of want to yep. feel that power as you put sure, your foot down totally. you want to feel like you're going to push through that bass drum totally uh direct drive pedals don't do that the other company that's doing that in regards to mr shannon Corey is is trick drums have some, oh yes i've heard they have some crazy crazy pedals which i'm actually quite interested in uh i may be me going to visit mr shannon Corey since he's got quite the connection with trick we're coming over shannon we're taking over yeah. the studio over there coming over so give me know. give me some pedals yeah um but, you know, i mean that, that for me as a guitar player um you know anytime i'm over at shannon's studio i'll sit behind his kit and you know pretend i'm i'm neil parrot 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 um and just marvel at the at the the smoothness and i think that the trick pedals have that kind of i don't know tension and 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 give not really give but they they don't give i should say right um they feel just rock solid that it feels like the beater is just going to go straight through that drum head right you know i think that's that's the combination is like companies that are figuring out speed and power because as it stands right now i mean unless tama has it right and unless trick has it right 
uh, speed and power don't necessarily go hand in hand all the time because it's it's kind of impossible, especially from a playing standpoint, from a drumming standpoint. If you want to play fast, you can't play as hard. And if you want to play really hard, you can't play really fast. Nope. Um, so what if that could be done with a with one pedal? And maybe it's already done. I think that John and I, this this episode really is kind of an open-ended discussion. Um, you know, if, if guitar stuff and bass stuff, and we definitely know that keyboard-related stuff is... Yep always evolving year over year. Yep. There's like some kind of new and crazy impressive thing for keyboardists and DJs and production, you know, every NAM show, there's something new. Like, you know, I think we're posing the question to ourselves inwardly, but maybe to you guys, to the listeners, like, what do you think is the next big breakout thing for drums? Yeah. And if you know, if you have an idea, send it to us so we can patent it and yeah. we can get yeah. all the credit. No, <laughs> yeah. No, but it just, it, it, it spurs a good conversation with all the, all the, all the paradiddlers out there. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what do you think is the next kind of innovation for the drums? We'd love to hear, you know, your thoughts and ideas, you know, hit us up on, on the Insta or on our Twitter. If you've got any thoughts about it, you know, we'd love to maybe revisit it, um, you know, in a later episode to kind of, you know, if one of the listeners really has a really good idea, um, what a great topic to talk about and kind of and, and chop up. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think that's the one part of 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 the musical rhythm section that the drums have to be the next in line for some kind of crazy innovation. Yeah, and it may be almost a, an awakening, so to speak. You know, something that would make us all go, "Whoa, that's." And maybe it's not electronic drums. Maybe it's not acoustic drums, but maybe it is something else, you know, something it's almost like a like an Apple kind of thing where it's like they develop something that we didn't know we needed until we get it and then we're like, Man, I I need that. Yeah, exactly. how, have I, how have I been experiencing this this drumming thing without this product? Right. Because you've got to think too, man, like there's only so many freaking trees in the world, Chris. Yeah. I mean okay. it's, I mean you if know, you think about it, drums are still at the end of the day, cymbals, sticks, shells. Hardware, it's all three materials, metal, wood, and, yeah. and and plastic. And yeah, you're right. There's only so many trees. You know, we're going to keep planting trees and cutting them down to build drum sets. You know, I mean, that it might be a little yeah. far-fetched, but still, I mean, you know, it's not an unlimited resource right. that we're right. talking about here. So I think that that's got to be something that, you know, um, like case for trick drums, you know, their shells are made out of aluminum, not right. wood. Right. And they sound to me, at least Shannon's kit sounds like a birch kit. That's crazy. It has the tone and the projection of birch. That's insane. Um, you know, and I'm sure that they make different plies of aluminum that simulate different, you know, oak. Right. You know, et cetera. So I feel like that's really, um, that's gotta be the next big thing is, for for all the drummers out there is you know the the um some just something you know what yep. you can't just be you know like you said wood plastic and 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 metal you know something's gonna have to give yep. so yep I agree I think it will and and, and guys I you know I think this is kind of the the thought today is just you know an open ended conversation you know let's say like what is the next breakout thing we'd love to hear from somebody uh, hit up our totally email, hit up our Instagram hit up something uh, and if you got some great thoughts on it I mean I'd be I'd be down for sharing that stuff you know reposting some things and totally to we'll, get give the, you, you know, we'll, we'll give you a big old shout out on all of our socials and be like hey 
you know, uh, Johnny Utah freaking <laughs> came up with a great idea, you yeah. know, so let's, let's interact together. Let's, let's figure this out together, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, John, uh, I know this one's, uh, kind of feeling like a short episode cause it will be, um, we're going to be moving right on here. Um, normally our, our new segment here, uh, which I keep referring to as our, our new segment, it's not new anymore. It's been ongoing no, on for several, yeah. several months. Um, is uh, what makes that song great. Um, and um, John brought up one. It, it was funny. We, we sit down and of course we go through notes and stuff and yep. what's going to be our song today. And so we start spitballing you know, things at first, back and at, forth. At first it seems like such a daunting task. Like, oh my God, what oh song? God. And then it just, yeah. it, it comes just to me. Yeah. It just comes to us. Yeah, you know, it just, it's like, oh, we've got to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened so, with this one. He's like, I've been listening to The Cult. And I was like, oh, The Cult. Oh, yes. And so yeah. he brings up this song, which is what, John? Firewoman, Firewoman of Sonic Temple, uh, Sonic which Temple. I believe was released in 1989. And 89, yes. yes. Yeah. So um, back when Chris and I were on the road, I kind of had a rediscovery of it. One of the bands that op- that we were opening for, um, they were sound checking to this song. Mm. And they absolutely killed it. I mean, everything was spot on. The guitar tone, the flanger on the guitar at the beginning of it. Like it was just... And I was like, man, that is a freaking kick-ass song. So I kind of, you know, it, it it fell by the wayside for a little bit. And then this past week, as I'm um, going to work, um, I had a, you know, one of these playlists, 80s hard rock. And the first song that came up was Firewoman. And immediately, what do you know, starts off <laughs> with a killer guitar riff. Killer guitar riff, yep. And I'm just sucked in. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is please give me more. So we, we start off with the killer guitar riff, yep. which has this super sultry, sultry, that's the word, yep. um, flanger, um, delay reverb thing happening that just makes it stick out. Um, maybe a phaser. Um, it's either a phaser or a flanger on there. Uh, don't, don't, uh, don't hold me to it, but it's one of the two effects. I'm almost positive. I think it's a phaser. Um, but at any rate, um, starts off with the guitar riff and then Ian Ashbury, the lead singer kind of comes in and teases a little bit of the chorus with his just buttery rock vocals. One of the most underrated rock vocalists. That guy doesn't get his due, man. He is a powerhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Powerhouse. Totally reminds me of, uh, who's the guy that sings with Slash? Miles Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally that kind man. of vibe, yeah, man. man. Like, man, absolutely. See, that, he was doing that in the '80s, like you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's, he definitely didn't get didn't get credit. You know, and uh, Billy Duffy, the guitar player, made it cool to play hard rock with a semi hollow body Gretsch, white, uh, white penguin or a white falcon, whatever it is, just just massive guitar sound. Uh, mm-hmm. Record, I believe, was produced by Bob Rock. Yep, Bob Rock. So, um, you know. Just go Google Bob Rock and you'll see the laundry list of records um, that he's produced. And there's a particular fidelity to his records that I just, it, it, it does it for me, man. You know what I mean? The way the guitars are mixed, the way the vocals are mixed, it is just a, it'll hit you right in the face. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I was always really impressed with the drum part on that too, especially the the hits throughout before they go into the, uh, Right into the that chorus. Last, that, yeah, that uh, last chorus. Uh, 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 so uh, uh. what the trick is there is the bass drum keeps playing quarter notes. Yep. And 
you know, this 1989, you know, this, this actually came out before I started playing drums. So rediscovering that song, once I understood drumming a little bit more, um, it was such a small thing, but to keep the kick drum going through those hits made it really feel like it was building tension. Totally, um, man. Such a cool, cool concept. It's simple, yeah. right? And normally that's, those are the, the coolest things. It's like those simple phrasings. Yeah. And that's, you got to think around that time in 89, man, you had a kind of renaissance of, of real hard rock. You had, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Appetite for Destruction came out in 89. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, a lot of um, stuff that was kind of... Um, you know, just the, the, you know, a renaissance of true hard rock was at, at your disposal. And that song, um, you know, it charted pretty well. Um, it did really well. Uh, but for me, it's always about the guitar riff and it's about the chorus and big, huge chorus, big, heavy, heavy guitar rock riff. Just, it has all the components of a iconic song and, you know, you had a guy, you know, this was in 2013. Um, uh, Frankie Ballard was the guy. Uh, oh, country yeah, yeah, artist. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in 2013, and the guy was young at the time, but we opened up. He was in his late 20s. Yeah. Playing freaking Firewoman, dude. Playing Firewoman, yeah. Sound checking to Firewoman. You know, yeah. so, you know, that kind of stuff stands the test of time, man. And that's, that's really what it's all about for me is just... It doesn't have to be, I mean, if you want to go out and listen to, uh, you know, Alan Holtworth, that has its place, but man, there is just something about a good rock song that just does it for me, Chris. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just, it does it every time, whether it be, you know, kind of pop rock or hard rock, it just, it's, it's, it doesn't really matter if, you know, to quote a former sound guy, if it sounds good, it is good. Sounds good, it is good. Yep. So um, if you haven't heard of The Cult, do yourself a favor and go check it out, especially Sonic Temple. That record, I believe they were, gosh, that's what, 30, 30 year anniversary mm -hmm. this year? It would be 30 years this year. So um, I think they're out touring and playing that record and just absolutely murdering it. I mean, Ian Ashbury sounds amazing still just a great, great rock man. Um, do yourself a favor and go check out Sonic temple Firewoman. Uh, the whole record is kick ass. So, yeah. um, but that's, that's the one definitely that sticks out for me. Yeah, definitely a huge track. You guys check it out. Uh, John, it's, it feels good to be back, man. It does, man. It does. Even though I feel like I've been run over by a, a VW bus. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've sacked up. I put on my big boy pants and, and actually feel a little bit better now that I've done this, even though it's all mind over matter. It just, it feels really good to get back with you, bro. And yeah, man. deliver this stuff to you guys. Cause this is really a labor of love for Chris and myself. It um, is. Absolutely. You is. know, we've got, um, um, like I said, stay tuned. Um, we've got big things coming up. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email us, um, let us know on your thoughts about, uh, revolutionizing the drum set. Um, mm -hmm. we'll give you a shout out on our socials. If you, if we feel like you've got something that may have some merit to it. Uh, but just, uh, can't thank everybody enough for the continued support. Yep. Yep. And, uh, hopefully we will not be on a long hiatus, um, yes. after today. No more hiatus. You guys, you, you have our word, uh, at least for the, for the foreseeable future. We're, we're correct. We, we're here to stay. We're here to stay. We ain't going nowhere. Yeah, man. All right, John, well, let's get out of here, man. Guys, thanks again for listening. And, uh, uh John, I'll, I'll give it to you. We are out.